Another episode of Worst First. I am so excited. My guest today is actually the mother of one of my previous guests. I had Gabrielle Stone on, who is the author of Eat, Pray, Fuck My Life, hashtag FML. And her book is incredible if you haven't read it. And if you haven't watched her episode, you need to go back and watch it because it's an amazing, she has an amazing story. And then by chance, this is the really bizarre thing in life, guys. Sometimes things happen and you're kind of like, how did that happen? So um, I'm a really um, big Dolores Cannon fan. And if you're not familiar with Dolores Cannon's um, work or perception of life. You um, should be. You should be. Her, her, her books are incredible. Her whole repertoire is incredible. And if you're interested, start on YouTube, go down a rabbit hole. I mean, she's an incredible person. And I was watching one of her talks about, you know, life after death. And she mentioned D Wallace, the name D Wallace. And I knew Dolores had passed away. And so I was like, there's no way I can have Dolores on the podcast. But I was like, kept looking up people that she mentioned. And then I happened to look up D who is my guest today. And I saw just by random chance that she was the mother of Gabrielle who I've already had on the podcast. And I was like, whoa, that is some weird, and I had just had Gabrielle on watching the Dolores Cannon thing, and then she mentions your name. I look you up on Instagram, and I see you with Gabrielle. Uh, this is my life. I'm like seriously. This this should be everybody's life. The synchronicity, this ease. This is how it's supposed to be. Is this how your whole life has been? Pretty much. Well, I went. Well, yeah, pretty much my whole life. I mean. You know, I had never been out of Kansas in my life when I moved to New York to be an actress. I was a high school teacher. (laughs) You were? I was. And, um, you know, I chalk it up to a lot of naivete. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in naivete. Mm -hmm. Because when you're naive, you don't have all the what ifs and oh my gods and she can eyes and all that stuff, you know, you just go, I'm just going to go to New York. And everything's going to be great. Yeah. And it was. And I, first day I went out, I met this lovely actor and somehow he just knew I had just arrived and he sat down for two hours, taught me everything about the, how to use the bus and where to study and all that signed me up with a, Remember back, well, you probably don't remember, back in the day we used to have to sign up for, you know, message services and stuff. So he got me all, I was all set up the first day. But the first day, this is the best story about, so in my high school, we got the New York Times. Uh I'm reading the New York Times and there's an article um, interviewing Hal Prince, and it was talking about a little night music mm. and how he was looking for an unknown. Okay. Okay. So I went, why not? <laughs> right? I wrote him the cheesiest letter. Oh, my God, I wish I had this letter now. Like, just think you could make a, a little girl from Kansas, a big star. Oh I mean, it was God, cheesy. I love it. And I took the cheesiest. I had my brother's friend who was the photographer on the high school newspaper come over and take a picture of me <laughs> like that. I mean, it was cheesy. 
And three weeks later, I get a call from his assistant saying, Mr. Prince would like to fly you to New York to audition for a little night music. Now, you have to understand, I was raised naively. And to be very, very honest, from a, a, a Methodist religious home. <laughs> and so I said, oh, oh, that's great. What day does he need me there? And she tells me, he said, oh, he doesn't have to buy me a ticket. <laughs> I've already got a ticket. That's the day I arrive. Oh, my God. I mean, and yeah. I'm not a real blonde guy. Dead. <laughs> so, um, so my day, first day in New York, I took all my belongings, everything I owned, put them in a cab, said to the cab driver, here, can you take these to this address? Because... I've got to go to Rockefeller Center and audition. Oh, <laughs> and they got gosh. there. Everything got there. Everything was in my room when I when I arrived, and I went down and I got to the last five girls. Uh, we had to sing. No, we had to dance, and then we had to act. And I was down to the last five, and the assistant says, "Well, Mr. Prince would like to hear you sing now." I'm not kidding. I went, oh, I didn't know we had to sing. <laughs> and his assistant looked at me and went, well, dear, it is a musical. Oh, my gosh. So Hal Prince says to me, I love him to this day, that's okay, honey, just sing happy birthday. Oh, my God. So the accompanist says, what key? And I went, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I oh, know. my god! So that was my first day in New York, and no, I didn't get it. Well, that's but, amazing, though, still. But I, I found out who to study with and where to go and what singing teacher. and Because I, I was there with all some of the best gypsies and actresses. In the business. In musical yeah. theater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you had just come there that day. I love it. Naivete. That's I'm amazing, <laughs> though. And don't you think, though, because I know you're you're a healer, you're an actress and all this stuff. It's, it's, it's interesting because of that naivete, you saw your life just going smoothly and therefore it went, you know, in that way. Now, yeah. what you just said yeah. was the key to all creation. Really? What you just said. If people can just fucking get that. Yeah, see their life going a certain way. I It'll mean, go that way. What, as you believe? Yeah, will happen. It's delivered to you, baby yes. cakes. Yes. I believe it. this too. I really do. Well, so, but the, the most important thing, and I just did this huge webinar on this, our little children okay. within us, their signal and their belief system is more powerful than ours. Okay. So if you really want to shift your life, if you keep seeing the blocks that you're hitting, mm -hmm. go to your childhood from conception to eight years old. Mm -hmm. Now, all my work combines spirituality, religion, and brain science, because mm -hmm. I think they're all saying the same thing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And you will see who either taught you verbally or modeled for you the beliefs that you're living out that are in conflict with what you want as an adult. 
That's so interesting. They say like the child within you, the, the, the trauma holds you back. If you, if you focus on it, if you don't take care of that child, you know, it's so well, interesting. Yeah. You and have if to, we keep telling our stories. Yeah, that's so true. That's part of like, I'm doing EMDR therapy right uh -huh. now. And part of the biggest part of it is going back to where the trauma is and reliving it and telling myself in that situation, I'm okay. And that I'm safe and that things are going to be okay. And it's so interesting because I have panic attacks, panic disorder. This is how I, Delor I, I discovered Dolores was because I have a big fear of death. Death is like my number one fear. Okay. Can I get my pendulum? Yes. All right. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. This is so cool. Hold on. I'm balanced. Okay. We're good to go. See, I, I get... This is sorry because the channel kicks in. Yeah, I love it. Um, that your greatest fear isn't of death, it's of life. Really? Well, because if you fully embrace life, then death might take it away. Oh my God, and that is so. That's powerful. kind of the whole picture. That's so true. So. How much can I live? How joyful can I be? You know, how can I create everything I want, right? Oh, my God. So three, around three years old with your mom, where was it? Some big loss. Wow. I mean, I, I basically, um, I grew up, my parents, in a really tumultuous relationship. And, I mean, that's probably when, like, their relationship started to really fall apart. They got divorced when I was six, but they didn't have a happy marriage. I've never saw them kiss or hug or embrace or be loving. Like, my mom and my father always were very, like, it was more my mom just being unhappy, I think. And I was born with clubbed feet, and so I had casts on my legs. And I didn't get them off until I was three. Okay, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so See, you were free, finally? Yeah, finally, but it was so and crazy. Then, and then your whole family falls apart. Yeah, yeah, I think they've... they've we connect were, things like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. and, and we make a belief out of them mm -hmm. that isn't a true belief, yeah. but as you believe... That's the reality you create. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. Cause I, I, as soon as I was born, put into casts. And so I had like these wow. heavy casts on my legs for like the first three years of my life. And then finally I got them off. And then my legs still weren't fixed. And I ended up having to get surgery to correct okay. my. So feet. a lot of this is past life stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to talk about that with you. So, like, how did you become this? How did you become <laughs> a healer? How did you notice your, like, abilities? How did you dive into this? Because you're an actress. You were in E.T. You were in Cujo. You are in all these amazing films. You, you know, you went to New York. You followed your heart. You became so successful. And then when did this come into your life? Well, it's always been there. Been there. And it's always been there for all of, all of us. Yes. All of us. We're born with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we think kids have an imaginary friend. They're channeling. Yeah. That's what they're doing. They're, they haven't closed off the connection. Right. With the information. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they come in going, I'm powerful. I'm the most important thing on earth. And then we teach them they're not. 
and then our channel starts to close. But when I was younger, I had a lot of experiences. Um, when I was about eight years old, um, I, I lived with my grandmother during the day because we were very poor and my mom had to work. And I woke up, it was around 2 a.m. in the morning, and I went, something's wrong with grandma. And I went in and woke my mom up, who had to take three buses at 7 a.m. God bless her. Mm. And she said, all right, Dee Dee, we'll go call grandma. Well, grandma didn't answer. And my mom looked at me and she said, all right, we'll drive over there, 2.30 in the morning. Well, the cat had gotten up on the stove and turned the burners on, oh but God. they hadn't lit. Okay, but the gas was... The gas was coming out. Now, maybe she would have been okay in the morning. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I was open to receiving that information. Yeah. That's all it is. All the information's there. hanging out right here. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is ask. Mm -hmm. Ask and you receive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you got to ask for it. So when my father committed suicide, um, my room, we lived with my grandmother, was a sleeping porch. And it was surrounded by windows. And over there on the wall was this big mirror. And I was going to sleep and I opened my eyes and there was this big light in the mirror. And I thought, well, I haven't shut the curtains, but all the curtains were shut. And I turned back to the mirror and the light left and went to the middle of the room. And I knew it was my dad. It was like three days after his suicide. And what was interesting, as opposed to all the horror films I do, right. I didn't feel any fear at all. You weren't scared. I wasn't scared at all. I just knew. Mm -hmm. And he said, not like we're hearing each other's words, but he said, I'm all right. I'm happy. This was not your fault. Mm -hmm. I want you to go be happy. And the light goes back to the mirror and goes away. Wow. So I had a lot of it. And then I kind of pushed it down and, you know, didn't think about it too much. And then I met Gabrielle's daddy, Christopher Stone. He was in, uh, involved in a philosophy called conceptology. Mm. So we would go down to um, Santa Ana and study it once or twice a month. And it was really the precursor of the secret and all that stuff mm -hmm. and much more involved. And cut to years later, we were married 18 years and Christopher died of a heart attack while I was shooting the Frighteners, which is really bizarre story. Wow. And I dropped to my knees and I said to God, which my definition of God is all thought and all possibility. Mm. I don't want to be pissed off. I don't want to be a victim. I just want a way we can heal ourselves. And like that, I got the first message. But you see, I asked, wow. I want a way we can heal. And the first message was, use the light within you to heal yourself. Wow. Which I'm still learning all the amazing things that that represents. But 
I can tell you it's all about us. Mm. It's not about anything out there, nothing out there. When you shift you and you shift your belief systems and your perspectives, your vibration and frequency literally shifts. Mm -hmm. And then this is science. All vibrations and frequencies around you have to shift to match that. That's so incredible. So if you are, are vibrating at a lower frequency, you're going to attract. You bet. Lower frequency things, bad things are going to happen. But if you are, see, that's what I'm saying. It's again with your, your um, you saying being naive and happy and just you saw for yourself, oh, this is going to go right. This is going to go smoothly. This is how it's going to happen. It's so interesting because I moved to California when I was 17 and I was naive and I was like, I'm going to go and be an actress and get discovered and it's going to be perfect and life is going to be great and I'm going to be successful. And I just had that in my head the whole time. And subconsciously, I feel like because you think that way, you take steps unknowingly in your oh, life sure. to fulfill your path. So if you tell yourself something every day, even if it's some subconscious in your mind, you know, uh, you see yourself like accepting an award or you see yourself um, winning a race or you see yourself doing these things, they happen. Then they happen. It's yes. so crazy. And they happen faster if your little child is on board. Really? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For example, when I did ET and ET came out, I was catapulted. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> I can feel the moment in the car. Uh, we were coming back from a dance recital of mine. And again, I was probably eight or nine. Yeah. And I had done my first solo and I had worked so hard on those forte turns. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting in the middle and my aunt's in the front seat and my mom is driving and I'm reliving it. And I just burst out, oh, mommy, I was good, wasn't I? It was really good. Just such a joyful moment. And my aunt, all my mother's family were raised Southern Baptist, turned around to me like this. And she said, Deanna Bowers, don't you ever say you're good. And if somebody else says you're good, you say, no, I'm not. Why? Well, because God doesn't love you if you're not humble. Oh, my gosh. Well, everybody's going like this out there, I guarantee you. That's crazy. Couple that with, again, we were very poor. And I heard my grandmother say many times, they're the rich people. We're the good people. So, okay, then cut to my career, and I'm starting to make a lot of money. And everybody's saying how good I am. Yeah. And I just went like this. You were like, oh, no. Because I, I was one of them. Yeah. And then I'm not a good part of the good people. And then God doesn't like me and society doesn't like me and my friends don't like me. And, you know, it's. It's powerful stuff. How did your family react to your success? Were they happy for you? Or oh, were they, they were thrilled. They were Are thrilled. you kidding? When, yeah. Sure. But they, uh, but, but then part of you was like being raised to be humble. You were probably, part of you was like resisting it, right? A little bit or no? Well, my little girl 
like your little girl was afraid of walking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you have to walk forward in life. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't when you were little. Mm -hmm. So until we reprogram those neuro pathways, mm -hmm. do you know that how we see ourselves, how we see ourselves in the world, and how we see the world seeing us locked into your brain by eight years old? Wow. Eight years old. That's science. A lot of neuroscientists, Bruce Lipton and all those guys wow. are talking about that now. Yeah. And that's where it all comes from, your you perception. So the more you can love your little person and ask them what they're afraid of, um, I just I just did an, had an amazing aha before I came over here. I was doing my little 10-minute breathing exercise that the channel gave me. Mm -hmm. um, and... And I went, and all these images of me being made fun of in high school and um, feeling like I'm not a part of, you know, even though I was head cheerleader and homecoming queen inside, I never felt like I belonged. Yeah. And I said to my little girl, when did all that start? And she showed me. I'm still kind of blown away. I haven't quite processed it. This picture of me as this little refugee. Now, my mother, in order to make some extra money for my family, I modeled when I was little. Mm. And she had me uh, do this photo shoot for this photographer. And I was about three. Mm. And I had this shawl, and he, I remember my mom saying, well, he got me to cry by telling me my dog was dead. Oh, God. But you know when you act. You have to think of those well, things. A lot get, of, yeah. Well, a lot of times the part takes you over. Right. I mean, when I did 10... With Bo Derek, mm -hmm. I I have letters I wrote to my mother that my character wrote. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't do that anymore. Wow. But although this last part kind of took me over, but that that becoming that little refugee who didn't belong to anybody, mm -hmm. who didn't belong. I said, "Oh, uh, I that's that's who I am." It's kind of awesomely freaky. Yeah, that's mind-blowing. <laughs> and and awesomely enlightening when you when you get to what's running you because that's your freedom. Yeah. Do you have fear? Like what are your fears? Do you have fears or do you are you pretty free from fear? Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I just have a fear of not being with my daughter. Oh. I don't fear dying mm. because my husband, before I had met him, had had a brain aneurysm. Oh. And they expected him to die. 
And he, and we're talking about a big old burly Marine guy here. And he told both of us, he said, he used to call me Pupper. He said, Pupper, I'm never afraid of dying because I went to the light and it was the most beautiful, peaceful. I wanted to go. I wanted to go so badly. But I looked around and I went, but maybe there's more I'm supposed to do. And bam, he was back in his body. Wow. Yeah. And the next day, they couldn't even find any scar tissue or anything. Really? Yeah. Pretty incredible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. From the aneurysm? Yeah. Wow. And I think he had to come back to have so that we could have Gabrielle. Because she's a force. She's so special. She is a force. You both have, you you passed your energy, both passed your energy onto her. Well, sure. You really did, both of you. But she's her own person, too. She's very strong. Yeah. I mean, for what she had gone through, and for those of you that hadn't heard Gabrielle's podcast episode, you might want to go back and listen to it, but... She's just an incredibly strong woman for, for, you know, she got married and found the love of her life and then, you know, he was cheating on her and there's so much more and it becomes so much more complicated and I don't want to give it away because you need to read her book because there's just so much more and she she took herself and pulled herself up by the bootstraps and, yeah. she, I mean... The, well, she's seen me do that a lot of she's times. She's seen you do it and that's what I'm saying. I yeah. can feel your strength and, yeah. you know, it's the two of you and, and you know, I... I said to her at one point how nice it must be because she got to go back and stay with you and kind of, you know, it's nice when you have your yeah. mother, your mother, your family yeah. to kind of hold you and go, yeah. you know, we're going to get through this. And um, she, it's an incredible journey that she did. And, and, and I'm in awe of her because I'm, you know, um, it's so interesting because you really nailed it when you said I'm, I'm scared of living because it's true because that might, you know, I get scared to go on vacations because I'm like, what if the boat sinks or what if um you know we're on a yacht and i you know have, what you know you know what dolores cannon would say to what you? what if it does you just come back again yeah that's what she'd say really yeah, i love bet. that you just made me feel so, so much better so what you know but <sighs> again your expectations your perceptions make your reality right so for example, I have a member in my family and their spouse who have always been afraid of not having enough money. Okay. Now, they lived in one of the most affluent places in the country. Wow. Always had way more than enough money, but the reality that they lived in was always what if, what if, what if. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't matter what the reality is. What matters is what's your reality. reality. Yeah, Yeah. if you have everything and you're still sitting there going, what if it's all gone instead of living and enjoying it? Or what if something's going to happen? Or what if something's going to happen? I know I need to get out of the what ifs. That's my biggest is always the what if, the what if, what if, you know? Well, in a negative sense. I try to do the... I try to what flip if, it. <laughs> what if everything is just perfect on this vacation? Yeah. What if the whole universe is just coming forward to take care of me? Yes. Yeah. I love that. But see, and if you stay on top of yourself, 
and do that consciously, that reprograms your neuropathways. And then you default to the positive instead of the negative. But you have to work on it. You know, all these healers out there that go, here, here's a blank CD. Listen to it for 30 days and your life will change. No. Uh, from my understanding, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. We are here, and our purpose being here is to learn how to direct energy. Yes. And how to be responsible. We were given the blessing of free will. True. But most of us don't use it. Mm-mm. We We... Or we use it to limit ourselves. And by the way, going back to if you had one of those families who told you you were a big piece of shit, and there are a lot of us out there, I would not put myself in there, but Mm -hmm. I work with a lot of clients that do. Stop blaming them and stop trying to change what happened. It's not ever going to happen. They're not going to change. What happened has happened. But your opportunity is to create what happens now. Right. To write a new script. Throw the old script out. Nobody wanted to produce that. Right. Right. I love that. And I I try to do that for myself because I didn't like where I was in Pennsylvania. And I didn't like that. And I was like, that's not for me. And I came to L.A. and I was like, this is what I see for myself. And it ended up happening, which is so weird. I mean. Okay, so if you know you can do that, why do you not know you can see yourself safe and secure in the world? I, You know, the only thing is, is I wake up and I feel ill a lot. And I don't know why. And I haven't been able to pinpoint it. And I've had a lot of tests and I've had a lot of. Um, medical appointments and everybody's like it's anxiety it's anxiety it's anxiety but I feel physically ill and in my brain I go you got this just go through it push through the the feeling push through it and I try to push myself and you want you want me to see yes I'm always in yeah okay anxiety is not the highest word You've labeled it as anxiety. Depression is a higher word. But when I say that's the highest word, oh, well, it's, see, that's my big yes, fear of the future. So you wake up every day going, holy fuck, what's today? What, what shoe's going to drop today? Instead of, hallelujah, what can I create today? I wake up and go, oh, my God, I'm alive. Thank God. Like, I can't believe it. It's so weird. I'm 34 years old, and I wake up and go, oh, thank God. Like, I expect to die in my sleep or something. Go back to your little girl. Yeah, and figure out why. She couldn't move. She couldn't get up. She couldn't walk. She couldn't be that joyous spirit, you know, and she's got to learn she can now. Yeah. I want to live in the now. I think that's the most important thing. And I think a lot of people do. And like, what would, what would be your advice? Well, I would start saying, 
I am living in the now instead of I want to. Okay. Because as long as you want something, it's further. It's always in the future. Okay. And you're not creating it. You're creating the wanting of it. Right. So whatever signal you put out, the universe doesn't judge. It has to match that. So you're going to get more wanting. Right. Instead of being. And being. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, I, I would love to give everybody this exercise. My channel says that this is the most powerful exercise to turn your life around that, that they can give. Uh, first of all, everybody finds your love place. <laughs> and your love place is anything that opens your heart and makes you smile like that. I go right to my dog. Oh, my God. I was just going to say my dog. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my my freedom doggy. Yes. Um, you can use a beautiful place in nature, um, a newborn baby, anything that's unconditional love. So everybody finds your, your love place. <laughs> Okay, now be very clear to state in the positive what you are intending to create. I am creating money. I am creating what would be your highest um oh oh I am creating all those words. I am creating a joyous birth. That's because every day is a new birth. Every time we try to create something new, right? Mm -hmm. You want to do it joyously. You're a good creator. Oh, thanks. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. But it's that angst. Mm -hmm. You don't want that with your creation anymore. No. No. No, I want, I, I would literally, like, I, I, and I think it's, it's so funny. I'm like, I would give an arm or give a leg to never worry a, about the, the needless again. You know what I mean? It, it's well, like, I would quit putting so much attention on it. Then yeah. And just, just let say, it, I know. Yeah. And I'm great. And it's okay. And I'm always taken care of. And it's fine. Because then the universe has to start to match that. Yeah. So uh, don't ever use this exercise I'm going to give you with a negative statement. Mm -hmm. Because your brain thinks in pictures. So if you say, I don't want cancer anymore, your brain sees more cancer. Mm -hmm. Which the universe and your body has to match mm -hmm. because energy just follows direction, mm -hmm. whether it's positive or negative. There, there isn't any evil or positive energy. Energy's neutral. Okay. But our thoughts and our feelings and our perspectives direct it into the lives we create, right? So I am beautiful health. If you want to create health, mm -hmm. you know, I am fabulous money mm -hmm. flow. Uh, I am safe and secure in this world, or I am joyously being born every morning. 
you know, okay, so you go to your love place mm-hmm. and you really feel that love because love is our most powerful creation tool we have. So you take a deep, big breath to the count of three or four, smile, and as you exhale, you say whatever statement you have. I am joyously born every morning. Take another deep breath. Connect with that love. Smile. I am joyously born every morning, right? You do that for 10 minutes. Set your clock. Set your wire, your phone. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes a day. It will change your life. That's incredible. It will literally change your life. That is so incredible. Is this is this part of what you learned when you were studying conceptology? No, this is... Just what well, happened in your life. It's all the same because it's all energy work, mm-hmm. you know. But... I want to say to everybody out there, if you're studying with anyone or researching this in any way, anything limiting or fearful is not coming from the highest source. Okay. So you don't want to participate in that. Okay. So it's always, it's always positive. It always has to be positive and coming from a positive place. If you want to create the positive. Yeah, exactly. And the highest thing you can claim is I am divine love Mm -hmm. because you are defining yourself Mm -hmm. as the highest creative tool there is. Wow. That's incredible. So you've managed to get through everything that you've been through by using this and helping yourself. Yeah. And I teach thousands of people. Yeah, I saw you. So you, yeah. I mean, it's so incredible because you're an actress and you also do this, the healing. And you brought so many books with you. Is that part of your books well, that you brought I, with you? Are, are these all part of your studies? And, and I use a, a book called The Body Book or mm-hmm. Messages from the Body. Okay. If you go on my website and sign up for the email, it's listed in the left-hand column because I write a... An article every week. That's incredible. Um, I've never known this book to be wrong. It's the psychological backgrounds of all illnesses. Wow. But I can tell in addressing anxiety, anxiety usually comes from not taking action. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you sit and think, well, I should. Oh, I got to. Oh, my gosh, when can I? Do I have the time? Do I have the energy? But you never take action. Mm -hmm. And so that never gets released. That's so crazy. That's so true. Because I'm so fear-based that I'm like, oh, I can't do that because it's scarier like I want to do that and like I'm but I'm too scared you know there's so many things that I just yeah well you don't want to limit yourself no it's like it's not a life it's not you it's not life if you're constantly being afraid you know my husband's like I want to take you to Bora Bora and I oh my god go to Bora Bora (laughs) you'll love it (gasps) oh I love you're like Gabrielle this is where Gabrielle gets it from (laughs) that's that fearlessness I need that it's like you know um I, for some reason, when I get on planes, I feel ill. It's like the because you're out of control. Yeah, you think I think, but you see, 
the basis of my work is you're never out of control. Right. Because you're the only one. You literally are the God of you. Nobody can think a thought for you, feel a feeling for you, hold a perspective for you. That makes you your own God and creator. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So when I have to take a flight, I just go, okay, for everybody on the flight, everybody working the flight, everybody driving the plane, anybody directing the plane in any way for the plane itself and the air we fly through, I claim I am divine love. And then I know I've directed it and I trust that. Wow. But you have to start. Start doing that. You have yeah. to start, and then you build up your trust. Oh, my god! And then you get more powerful and more powerful and more powerful. Wow. It's That's freedom, Brittany. It's freedom. That is it's, freedom. Yeah. Like, I'm like, my biggest wish, and I, and it shouldn't be a wish. It should be, I'm going to do this, is that I'm going to, you know, go to Bora Bora or go on a really long plane ride because I haven't done it in years I have done it but the, at times that I have done it I've gotten so sick because I just when I leave home I feel very scared home is like safe for me yes because you get to stay in your casts yes <laughs> I know well no I, I really want you yeah. to take that in mm-hmm. as as horrible as that was for a little child to have to be in the cast mm. It gave you a reason to safely not step out into the world. Mm-hmm. That is true. So you learned that. Mm-hmm. Now you just have to unlearn it. But you're the only one that can do it for I you. I know. I know. I have to do it. I have to. I mean, I... I am doing it. I am doing it. Yeah. I, I do. I do. I push myself. I go on trips. I've gone on so many trips with my husband. I've gone to um, Austria and I've gone to, you know, Amsterdam and all these places and they're beautiful. I just have to learn that while I'm there to enjoy it instead of being there and feeling like I am a mouse in a pit full of snakes. Like I'm not safe. Well, because that just creates that reality for you yeah it's whether so it's your reality or not i know it's so weird like i ha- i love that you said like you know you wherever you are you create your own you know wherever you go there you are yeah so yep. it's like i i, I it doesn't matter if i'm here if i'm in bora bora or if i'm you know wherever i'm i'm safe i am safe no matter what and I need because to you that literally have directed the energy to create that safety yeah see most people think those are like affirmations i'm not talking about affirmations Mm -hmm. i am telling you energy has to be directed and if you don't direct it consciously Mm -hmm. it will take its direction from your little children Mm -hmm. inside and their fears from the bs you were taught all your life Mm -hmm. um the television. Mm-hmm. Do you know in this country, in one hour, you can get 50 messages of how you're going to get sick, what pill to take, how that might kill you anyway, while you are watching beautiful, loving pictures of dogs and families having a wonderful time. So what does your brain do? Oh, I get it. Getting sick means I'm happy. Oh, boy. That's and if you don't sit there and go, oh, BS, I'm in perfect health, and I love life, and 
then your brain go just takes that in. That's incredible. I know it's so interesting because I'll be watching, you know, any a happy show or something, and then there'll be a pill that comes up for like, oh, you have, you know, if you get developed diabetes, and then like part of your brain like goes, okay, well, if I ever get it, remember that. But then yeah. it's like almost like you're pre-programming oh, yourself you you to are. get it. And it's like, why even, you know, why do that to yourself? You're not going to, you're not, you tell yourself, I'm not going to get yeah. it. I'm fine. No, you, know? you don't tell yourself that. Oh, you don't. You just, No, because you just, then your brain sees you getting it. Oh, no. You just say it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I'm creating perfect health. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Always the positive. Have you always had perfect health or have you ever had any health issues come up? Oh, I've had, sure. Yeah. But nothing major. Nothing major. My most major thing was the fibroid tumor that was keeping me from getting pregnant. Oh, my gosh. Now, it's really interesting. Six specialists never found it. They kept telling you you were fine. They kept saying, you're just never going to have kids. I said, you know what? God and I have a different plan. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Not my belief system. I could see her, and I knew it was going to be a her. <sighs> and so I just said, I'm creating this baby, period. Yeah. Take me wherever I have to go to get the answer. Swear to God, I booked a film. Went to Australia, had a week off. The girl who was my handler uh -huh. said, you know, Australia is known. We're, we're known for fertility wow. and fertility problems. So we didn't tell the production. She got me in. And that doctor found the fibroid tumor, which by that time was one of the largest... On record. Are you kidding I me? I had no symptoms at all. So, but by that time, no. I So I started working with an acupuncturist. Okay. Who shrunk the tumor. Wow. God awful tea, but I love it. Yeah. Shrunk the tumor. I got pregnant with Gabrielle. Took me six years. Wow. To do that. Um, we we often joke that she says, Mom, yeah, there were like millions of souls up there. And finally I said, all right, I'll fucking go. She's not going to give up. <laughs> That's incredible. That's amazing. So, I love that. You know, but you see the energy had to answer. Yes. No matter where I go or what I have to do, I'm finding the answer how to have this kid. That's incredible. You know, some people create adoptions. Yeah. Some people uh, create fibroids out. So by the time I finally had her, and of course, you know, you're pumped full with estrogen when you have a kid, so it grew. Right. But by that time... They had created the laparoscopy. Yes. So I was out of commission for maybe a week and a half as opposed to half a year. Yes. So you had the laparoscopy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's incredible. I actually was supposed to have one because I have endometriosis and uh -huh. my OBGYN 
said she could see it even on the ultrasound, which is very rare because it's like she could see the webbing and she was like, it must be really bad. We should do a laparoscopy. Oh, come hold your hand. And I just said no because I was scared I was going to die. I have scheduled and the day before I canceled because you have to get put under and I'm so scared. Yeah, I don't like it. See, it's all about control. I don't like having no control. Everything you're talking about is about control. I don't want to be put under. I'm like, I have not been put under since I was a kid. You know, for the, I know the yeah. last time I was put, oh, I I looked at the guy and I said, I know I'm old and I know you're pretty old, but you have to hold my hand <laughs> just till I get under. Just I'm fine, but yeah. it's that loss of control. I hate it. Yeah, well, that's what flying is. That's it scares me. I would me. start looking at how you really can start teaching yourself that you have control over your own creation. Yeah. And and I, I'm trying to tell myself also that if something did happen, that was supposed to happen. It's not like something's going to happen that isn't supposed to happen. I'm trying to accept that, Well, too. there isn't anything that's supposed to or is supposed to not happen. Really? Oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> okay. As so, you believe. As you believe is what it's happens. Delivered to you. Oh my gosh. See, that's my fear because I keep seeing myself. I kept seeing myself getting it and dying. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going because I kept envisioning the wrong thing, you know? So that's why I didn't go. I was like, I can't do this. It scares me. Like, I'm not going to. And they canceled the day before. I just never did anything about it. I started doing acupuncture. So I was like, hopefully that'll be well, able to help without me getting surgery, right? So, but a lap- laparoscopy—I mean, they've really mastered that. It's yeah, like it's like getting a tooth full- I know, filled. I you know, know, it's really not much. I'll yeah. go with you if you okay. want. Okay. I will. <laughs> you live right down the street. I Yay! do. We're neighbors. We're neighbors. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh! I just, I just, I'm so happy to have you here. You are such a light. Thank it's you. so nice to be in your presence. Oh, so how out. how did you discover? How did you meet Dolores? How did you guys discover? How did she discover well, you? D- uh, she found my work. Okay, uh, on the internet, uh-huh. and uh, she called me and she said, "I want to know if you'll tour with me this summer." And I went, uh, "Let me, yeah." Because you already knew who she was, right? <laughs> well, I knew who she was, but I didn't know the greatness of who, of who she, she was. was. Yeah. And, you know, Dolores was just like a grandma. Yeah, I heard that. I mean, she's, she was a very simple, down-home, love-to-eat hamburger kind of girl. Wow. You know? Um, but on my website, and it's free if anybody wants to listen to it, is the past life regression she did with me this oh summer. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And in that past life regression was created one of the pillars of my work um, because everybody that came through, it, the message was it's just all about love. Wow. It's just all about love. And it's, what is your website? So if anyone wants to go, is it just? I am dwallace.com. I am dwallace.com. And that's D-E-E for everyone who. So it's I am D-E-E wallace.com for everyone who wants to go check it out. Thank I'm you. just like, 
you know, it's so funny looking at you because I see Gabrielle. I <laughs> oh, see you? her. Oh, that you makes me just, happy. She's just, she's, uh, you passed your spirit onto her because she has like this strength inside yes. of her that you have and this resilience that you have. I see it in both of you. Yeah. It's so amazing. And yeah. I'm so in awe of it. I'm like, oh, wow. It's well, incredible. and my mother and my grandmother were two incredibly strong women. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mother just always taught me, you've got to pick yourself up and deal with what you have to deal with and move on. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I lost Christopher when I was shooting the Frighteners. And I came back and did his service, picked up Gabby and my nanny, and we all went back. Peter Jackson said, I never thought you'd come back, Dee. I said my mother would roll over in her grave. Mm. <laughs> you know, two years ago, my uh, Gabrielle and I were doing a film together. Mm-hmm. And my younger brother committed suicide. And she said, oh, my God, don't, don't call mom. Don't, just let me get out there so I can be with her. And I, when she pulled up, I went, well, how sweet. She's here to take me to the set. Mm. And she came in, and I knew uh, I could just look at her face. And I went, what happened? And she told me. And we hugged each other, and we cried, and we called the family. And two hours later, we were on the set shooting. Oh. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. I, I had a job to do. She had a job to do. And sitting at home, bawling my eyes out, isn't the way I grieve. I I certainly cried, and I cried a lot. But if you have a job to do, you gotta you gotta fulfill that commitment. That's what I was taught. And I also feel like you know that after we pass. It's oh, not just go on. It's not the end. Energy has always been here. Energy will always be here. So this goes away, but the energy of us just keeps playing a- around out there until we find some other form or come back here or decide what we want to learn next. Do you think that we get to see like our loved ones again and all that? It's all energy. It's all energy. So, again, decide who you want to see when you pass. And they'll be there. Wow. You know, because as you believe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And what are your opinions? I was curious about, like, the extraterrestrial stuff that's been going on. Do you believe that they? Oh, I don't know how anybody could not believe that. Yeah, it's like 100%, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've been here, and they're really, Spielberg got it right with E.T. Right. They really are here to help and enlighten us, Mm -hmm. but they can't interfere. Right. They cannot interfere to save us, Mm -hmm. but they can interfere to teach us. Mm -hmm. But you see, we have to ask. And it's interesting, a lot of people know that from the good book, Ask and Ye Receive. Mm -hmm. But they don't understand is that ask in the original Hebrew is claim or demand. Mm. So it's this will be delivered to me, Mm -hmm. period. Like, 
I'm going to have this kid. Right, right. <laughs> like you said, I'm having a girl, baby. Yeah. And that was that. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of incredible. I think um, also because, um, you know, I think that they would interact with us, but because we're so reactive, they know already that it would just be bad. You know, they can't come here and just show themselves and be like, hello, because everyone would freak out and it'd be pandemonium. We bought into the fear. Yeah, we bought into the fear. We were taught to fear. So when we see them, we're going to see fear. Fear instead of... experience fear instead of, oh, wow. What what can you teach teach us? Yeah, and what, what, you know... What peace can we have? And they know that because they're like such higher intelligence that they know how we're going to react. So they just don't, you know, they don't well, come. Kind react. of a no brainer. Yeah. You know, look at our all our horror films. Oh, my God. I know. So here I am, the enigma half my life. <laughs> I do horror films and the other half of my life I teach people how to heal from fear, which is ins- <laughs> amazing, which is amazing. The two worlds live together better than you ever know. Right. It, it is crazy, but it's wonderful. Well, because you know the fear so well, it's an, it helps people navigate. I'm sure you can help people navigate it. Absolutely. You know? But the biggest monster we're running away from is ourself. Isn't our that fears, true? our traumas we won't let go of. Dana Wilde is a brain training expert. Um I love her quote. There's nothing wrong with your story except you keep telling it. Wow. And if you keep telling your story about what everybody did to you and blah, 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 and then blah, 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 you'll live it then forever. you're living it and recreating it and directing the energy to keep it alive. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. Someone said that to me because I'm, I am very vocal about like mental health and anxiety. And someone was like, well, if you keep talking about your anxiety, you're always going to have anxiety, like stop giving it so much power, you know? And so now, and I've luckily, that doesn't say deny it. Right. Okay. Right. Don't deny it, but just maybe stop. Start or start being, I'm saying I don't have anxiety. No, no, I am. You never say it in the negative. Oh yeah. Oh God. That's all right. So, you, uh, so what do you you go? Um, well, what's the yeah, if, I if you're am, not, I am free. Free. You bet. I am free. Yeah. Wow. You can feel it, can't you? Yeah. You yeah. just have to say that when you're yep. when you feel it coming, or when you. And I actually started doing that, and I, I like that is part of um, the EMDR is taking yourself to that place and going, no, you're fa- you're safe. I'm safe. You're free, like you're good, you know, telling your your child, your inner child or that fear, wherever that fear came from. And that has made a big difference. And yeah. like I, I used to have a really bad panic attack at least once a month where I'd want to go to the hospital. Oh, Because I can't breathe. I know, it's horrible. Call me I, next time. I love you. I, I have I like a little oximeter next to my bed that takes my pulse and my I wake up in the middle of the night and I stick my finger in and my heart's going 160. And I'm freaking out and I have beta blockers and I have, you know, um, all these things to slow my heart rate back down. But I try to breathe through it. I try to breathe through it for the most part. Um, And I can usually get it down, but then sometimes I can't. And that's like the once a month where it's really bad. And I'm like, I have to take a beta blocker. I have to take something. Okay, so right now you have 
literally directed the energy to create that once a month for you. I know. I, I just am helping everybody see how conscious you have to be mm-hmm. around these things that just trip out of us mm-hmm. are so much more powerful mm-hmm. than we ever know. Right. Um, and also, you know, have you ever worked with, and there's an incredible um, guy right down here that I've worked with, um, where they literally hook you up and read your brain. Yes. While you're watching oh, pictures no, I and done stuff. That. I did Dr. Amen, Amen Clinic. Well, I did that. Yeah. This gentleman works with him Uh and it really um i was working on one particular issue and it really uh helped me a lot wow before i developed a lot of this that's incredible yeah i know i'm i'm trying so hard to reassure myself and make myself you know feel better and and tell myself it's just anxiety it's just this it's just that um, I don't want you to say that anymore. Don't say it anymore, but just say, just say I am. This is your old bullshit. Yeah. This is your old story. This is, you're free. I'm free. Feel how free you are. Mm-hmm. I know. I really need to do that because it's so interesting. Um, when I did go to my doctor, she goes, you have, your estrogen levels are off the chart. Oh, well, so, that doesn't help. No. So she's, that's why she says during the month like it's always right before my period is when this happens and so I'm supposed to take progesterone right before so it can balance the estrogen you know and I always hate taking things you know like I take CBD I try to just do my natural stuff um so I don't usually take it but I'm like maybe it's like but I feel like I'm creating the imbalance somehow in my body we're all creating yeah that I'm creating the too much estrogen that I'm doing it somehow and I'm like anything physical yeah shows up in your body yeah um any the the basis of all physical disease Mm -hmm. from what my channel tells me Mm -hmm. is energetic yeah yeah that's why um the body book, the messages from the body, just so incredibly interesting because it'll take you to like appendicitis and what the what the energetic cause is behind it. And I swear when I use it on my show, everybody goes, oh, my God, that's right on. Oh, my God, that's exactly, mm-hmm. it's crazy mm-hmm. what this guy channels. Yeah, it's, I mean, I definitely believe that we can, we are we ha- for the most part can can you know heal ourselves if we can find the source of what is causing you are you know, the source of, yeah find, right if I can get control of it which I'm trying to find the little pin that's making me okay so yes I am in control I am in control I'm not trying to get it okay I am in control okay am of my control. body my mind my brain. That's okay. see. That's I need to do that. I need to to well, work okay. that. Now you know. Now I know. <laughs> it's just we're so all indoctrinated to fix everything, right? What's 
what do we want to get rid of? What do we want to fix? What we what do we not? I swear to God, when I do lectures, I can have somebody come up to the stage, and I'll go, okay, what do you want? Well, I don't want to have to worry about money. Okay, what do you want? Well, I I I don't like not having any money. This will go on for twenty minutes until finally they get pissed off and go, I want more money, and I go. Finally, you said what you wanted. Yes. But we're taught to say what we don't want, which makes our brains think more of us, which increases the neural pathways into how we see the world in a more negative way, which keeps directing the energy to give that to us. Wow. This is so (laughs) incredible. I feel like I could talk to you for like hours. Guys, I know we've we we do an hour on Instagram. We've hit the hour. I want to, oh, yeah. I, oh I my love, god, that I went know, fast. fast. I want everyone to go follow D on Instagram, and you do lectures. You do you do have private reading, private reading. I do things like that. Incredible Zoom webinars, webinars every month, yeah. every month, and people can make Zoom appointments with you. I'm sure, right? And do stuff over the computer yes. with you. And yes, okay, so or the phone at. At, is it the D Wallace on Instagram or is it just D Wallace? Ask Gabrielle. Let me check. <laughs> I can check right now. So funny. Welcome Did Gabrielle set up your Instagram for you? Well, of course. I love it. Welcome. It's the D Wallace. Okay. So on Instagram <laughs> at the T H E D D E E Wallace W A L L A C E on Instagram at the D Wallace. If you have questions for D. I have just been blown away by you. And I just felt your energy as soon as you got out of the car. You're such a, like, such a spirit. I I love my life. The shirt, thankful (laughs) for my life. My mantra every day, I'm like, yes, another day to smell my puppy's feet. Like, I'm so excited. Oh, God, I got to see your puppies them. They're really cute. We're going to meet um, guys, make sure to um, subscribe on YouTube and like this podcast and and leave comments and questions for Dee. I'd love to have you back on at some point. Oh, I'd love to. Let you know, I'm going to start practicing, you know. And I've got a great doing. TED Talk. You do. On YouTube, too, about the little child. Okay. You'll get a lot of insight from Okay, so look up Dee on YouTube. I mean, look up Dolores Cannon. Go down the wormhole, I'm suggesting. Go down the wormhole. You will be happily surprised with what you find i think and you know comment let us know what you think i've loved i loved this so much i've loved having you here me too um and make sure to check out her daughter gabrielle's book eat pray fucking life it's very relatable trust me ladies and guys i'm sure it's relatable to everyone in a certain way um we've all been there um and so yes just please make sure to follow her and stay tuned for another episode next week of worst first i appreciate and love all of you thank you so much Oh, 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 oh,